you are listening to Herbs' Video Vault on Anchor.fm. Hello one and all and welcome back in to the video vault. We've got a very, very fun review for you this time around. We are going to be looking at 2015's sleeper hit, Ant-Man. Now why have I called it a sleeper hit? I am so glad that you have asked. I've pretty much just called it a sleeper hit because similar to Guardians of the Galaxy, which came out in 2014. It was, a, it was a character in a group, and a group of characters, you know, that I think a lot of people, unless you grew up reading the comics, were very, very unfamiliar with, and it was just an incredibly fun movie. Now, this movie was originally meant to be directed by Edgar Wright, but he was replaced by Peyton Reed. Uh, this movie stars Michael Douglas, Paul Rudd, and Evangeline Lilly, and they are just absolutely amazing in this role. Paul Rudd is perfectly cast to play the very lovable Scott Lang, but uh, yeah, sit back, take your shoes off, put your feet up, grab your popcorn, grab your soda, as we delve into our first little toe dip into the MCU with Ant-Man. Welcome back into the video vault. We have um, got a very, we've got a good one for you today. We are diving into, well, we're partially into the MCU. We are going to be looking at 2015's massive hit that was Ant-Man. A massive hit from a tiny film. <laughs> oh, that was, that was, that was terrible. Um... Yeah, released in 2015, directed by Peyton Reed, stars Ant-Man, stars Paul Rudd, Evangeline Lilly, and um, Michael Michael Douglas, and Michael Pena. I nearly said Luis, but that's his character's name in the movie. Look, similar to, um, for me anyway, similar to Guardians of the Galaxy, this is a... Um, this is a surprise, surprise hit. I didn't really get into the comics much when I was a kid, so I knew very, very little about Ant-Man, but the script is absolutely amazing. Paul Rudd is perfectly cast for the uh, hapless, can't seem to get a break Scott Lang. Actually, you know what? I think Paul Rudd was was made. This role was made for Paul Rudd. Like he must have been the first person they had in mind. It's like, okay, uh, we're gonna do a We're gonna do. We're gonna make Ant Man into a movie. Scott Lang's a little bit hapless. You know, he's trying to yeah get his life back in order. He's trying to you know um 
state of trouble. He's trying to get his life back on track. You know, we see him as like a bit of a, a Paul Rudd kind of guy. Well, what do you want? Well, Paul Rudd. <laughs> and they hit the nail on the head for that one. Michael Douglas is very well cast as Hank Pym. Evangeline Lolly as well does really, really good as Hope Van Dyne. And of course, Michael Pena playing Luis is just absolutely incredible, especially when the um, the little ranty bits sort of um, sort of come into effect, and we get this sort of exposition, but told in a really unique, funny way. And Of course, we have the then the obligatory Stanley cameo is in there as well, and that is done in a very very funny way too. But yes, Scott Lang is just released from prison after spending three years in San Quentin for uh, hacking a multi-billion-dollar company. Unfortunately, he's separated from his daughter. He's trying to, you know, he's trying to be able to be a good father for his daughter. He's trying to. Get everything back on track but it doesn't quite uh work out for him unfortunately he lands a job at baskin robbins but he doesn't last there very long because they found out about his criminal past and you know baskin robbins always finds out apparently as they say throughout the you know first part of this movie but yeah, the temptation ends up getting the better of him. He breaks into, he, Luis, and a couple of others, they break into Hank Pym's house. And because, you know, they're led to believe there's like, you know, riches galore and everything else. And it actually turns out it was Hank Pym was the one that sort of tipped them off about the job. It's like, well, you know, I'm going to be away. Here's this, that, and the other. And, but we don't know that just yet, do we? So they think and they're going to find all these, you know, all this money, all this money. It's like, hang on, there's just this weird suit. So he takes that anyway. And, you know, it's the Ant-Man suit. He's like, puts it on. He's like, oh, now what's going on here? It's like, how does this, what do we do with this? And, you know, it's the case of the incredible shrinking man. Just um, all sorts of chaos and everything ensues as he's trying to figure it all out like how all this works and oh no what do i do and um just yeah it's like what am i doing like how do i get the hang of this he's that spooked out about it he tries to return the suit but unfortunately he ends up getting arrested and thrown back in jail this is where, you know, Hank Pym finally comes into play and sort of, you know, helps Scott escape. And this is where it's, we get what seems to be like one, a kind of a long montage, but it's done so incredibly well. It's just Scott basically learning on how to use the suit, how it works. You know, you don't mess around with the regulator or else, you know, you're going to go subatomic and you're going to be trapped in the quantum realm for pretty much all of eternity. It's just, it's it's very well done. We meet um, Darren Cross, who is our antagonist in this movie. He's basically trying to replicate the Ant-Man 
suit that Hank Pym had created over 30 odd years ago into what he's calling the yellow jacket. Now what that is, it's a similar sort of thing where it's similar to the Ant-Man suit, it's a shrinking uh, a shrinking suit that you know lets someone go down to the size of like the yellow jacket which is sort of like a like a type of type of hornet, type of wasp sort of thing and you know make you know all this you can make millions of billions of dollars you know selling to the to the, to the military out of hydra or which uh, spoiler alert they end up trying to sell it all to hydra but you know we're getting there because as so in early on like hope's very um i don't want to say hate you know resentful towards her dad because of what happened or what she believed happened to her mother when you know she was growing up we find out halfway through the movie what actually happened you know she was the wasp and this is what actually happened that you know they were trying to stop a nuke from a uh, a missile that had been launched from destroying the usa and you know janet she went subatomic to, to disable the disable the warhead and you know, just kept shrinking and went down and through the quantum realm and you know, we find we you know, end up finding her in the sequel which we're going into next time around, but a minute, we are focusing on Ant-Man. Uh it is one of my favorite scenes in this movie is when um he's trying to receive retreat receive retrieve some sort of um, MacGuffin. <laughs> I forget what it's called. I'm just going to call it a MacGuffin. From what he's been instructed, it's like it's an old empty, you know, it's an old warehouse. But um, when he gets there, it is actually been transformed into the Avengers training facility. Wah, wah. And uh, we actually, and we have an Avenger in this movie. We have the Falcon. Yep, Anthony Mackie himself makes a bit of a cameo in this movie. It's actually a really, really cool scene uh, between him and Paul Rudd. They just sort of gelled off each other incredibly well. There was just... I don't know, you just watch it on screen. They had just this um, amazing, amazing chemistry. Like, uh, when we first seen, it's like, oh, you know, something's, you know, tripped the proximity alarm. Hank's trying to tell Scott, who's in, you know, tiny mode. Get out. It's like, it's okay. He can't see me. I can see you. He can see me. And they have this incredibly funny, but very well choreographed fight scene. Anyway, Cross ends up uh, replicating the... Uh, shrinking tech that Hank Pym originally came up with. He, you know, he tries a few times with uh, unsuccessful goo results, like trying to get somebody or something down to a you know smaller stature. He does this with a um, one of the concerned military guys, Frank. He. Uh, Fires what he thinks the shrinking gun, and he turns him into a water goop. Then, yeah, we go through a series of uh, sheep 
and the same thing happens until like we get one that's like fit in your pocket it's a pocket lamb and like he's happy he does you know the typical you know douche villain thing like flicks it and just ah, just you know it's like to pretty much cement that yes I am the bad guy in this movie but you get that you're always going to have you know that sort of evil does whatever so then we have the train you know we have another training sequence where scott can finally master the abilities that he's been working on so hard like he's able to run towards the door shrink down to go through the lock and then enlarge to come when he comes back out the other side he's now got the ability to control the ants and Ooh, <laughs> it's a lot to take in i know but it is just it's a great movie i strongly recommend you watch it we're still on yeah the police are still sort of on his radar a little bit and he's still you know try scott's still trying to reconnect with his daughter cassie which is one of the main things throughout the whole movie. And actually, you know, it touches on a little bit with it in the second one too, but this is all like the reconnect. So I think there's a lot of touching moments between Scott and his daughter Cassie. And then we get, so we've got the, the whole heist is planned of what they're gonna do. And when the, the time comes, Everything runs kind of smoothly. I'm not going to say it's going to run silky smooth because there's always, you know, there's things that happen that are always sort of overlooked and not really thought about. You know, what happens like, oh, 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 oh you know, we've got an unmarked cop car here. This, uh, this could be a problem. Like, how do we fix this? And, you know, the two guys that are in the van that never get caught, but just before... You know, Scott gets uh, sliced in half by a bunch of lasers. They get manage to get deactivated, and he goes down to where the yellow jacket suit is. But um, obviously, Darren has a bit of a hint that you know something's going to happen, and it's a trap. The suit goes down, and he gets sort of trapped in where the uh, where it was, and. There's a bit of a like a Mexican standoff moment where like where anything's gonna go wrong. Like one of the best bits in this is like Cross's antagonist is getting on Pim's nerve so much that he just punches him. He's like, Wow! I saw that coming, but I thought it'd like be pathetic. Like he was expecting I was gonna be I'm I'm gonna get slapped. Like he knew that he was that he was going to get either slapped or punched, but he wasn't expecting like how much force was actually going behind that right hook. He's like, "Wow, I was I could see it coming, but I wasn't expecting that sort of thing." Uh, Scott ends up chasing down Cross, but unfortunately, we lose Anthony. Oh, I like that one. He had a name. It wasn't two forty-seven. It was Anthony. Where Cross just sees all the ants coming, he just pulls out his gun and starts firing and firing, and yes, he takes out Anthony. Very sad moment. 
Anthony! You can hear the pain in Scott Lang's voice as he screams that. Uh, Cross ends up getting into the yellow jacket suit. They have this... Again, it's a really, really cool choreographed fight scene. Like... You know, first minute, the normal, and they're shrunk. Then the normal, and they're shrunk. Uh, they end up in a briefcase, and there's... I think at the minute, Scott's standing on the, um, on the iPhone button at the bottom. You know, when you used to hold that down and say, hey, blah, blah, blah. You just... He's standing on that and crossed his ears. I'm going to disintegrate you. And of course, you know, the iPhone is like now playing disintegr uh, disintegrate by the cure or something. Like that. And all this is going on. The suitcase is tumbling, tumbling, tumbling down, falling out of the helicopter and into a pool. Everyone's like, what the hell? And the fight continues. Cross gets while still in shrunken mode gets knocked into a bug zapper and you know, oh, everything you think's hunky-dory but here come the cops and Scott Lang is once again arrested and taken back on his way back to jail but um, lo and behold Cross is not muerte he's still alive and goes after Scott's daughter Cassie so eventually Scott manages to free himself from the back of the police car and then again there's another fight with Darren Cross where this time to stop you know, Cross from hurting Cassie, Scott ends up going subatomic, turns up his regulator and goes subatomic down through the titanium of the yellow jacket armour and knocking you know, everything out and causing the suit to just shrink and just peter out in like a small spark as both of them sort of really continue to shrink but Scott manages to find his way back and there's this wonderful you know touching scene of the you know the four of them around the dinner table Scott Cassie his ex-wife and you know her new partner which is who is the cop and it's like, oh, have a look at this. It's sort of like, it's a touching sort of like family, family dinner moment. It's, it's really, really cool. And then we get, you know, the look, the police, oh, well, you know, this guy told that guy who told, said this from that. And this is where we have the Stanley cameo. And it's like, oh, it said, you know, he works for the Avengers. And he, yes, and he's looking for Scotty and like, which, you know, is leading up to what we get in Captain America Civil War. I don't think anyone is going to understand a single word I said in that video, in this review, because it just jumps all over the place. And because I'm trying to <laughs> trying to pinpoint, remember like, you know, some of the key bits, because there's so much in this movie that goes on. There's so much exposition it's the same with Ant-Man and the Wasp too really we get a, a lot of exposition a lot of uh, all over the place but it's still a good movie I strongly recommend it this is a very very as I said at the top of the video this, at the top of the review I've got to stop saying video because the audio of this will be the podcast
Yes, I need to stop saying video. I just need to say review. But yes, Ant-Man is definitely well worth checking out. As I said in the lead-in to this review, much like Guardians of the Galaxy, it's a out-of-nowhere uh, hit. It's an RKO, literally. It's just a hit that comes... It just comes out of nowhere. I, yeah, I strongly recommend Ant-Man and um, Ant-Man and the Wasp, which I am going to do next. So... So yeah, there you go, 2015's Ant-Man. Again, this movie was a whole lot of fun to um, to watch and to, uh, to review. It's a very light-hearted sort of um, <laughs> into the MCU, but uh, definitely well worth checking out if you haven't seen it. Again, as I said, at the top of the show, Paul Rudd was pretty much part, that's where my tongue stops working, was pretty much cast perfectly as the very hapless Scott Lang trying to do whatever he can to get his life pretty much back on track. And yeah, definitely looking forward to reviewing Ant-Man and the Wasp next time. Again, that is going to be another, another fun thrill ride. Look forward to having you all once again in the vault for that. So until then, I shall see you all next time around. This has been a presentation of JLH Productions.